0: Today, we are joined by a longtime volunteer of the in, infamous I Did a Rod P team. Hi, Maureen. Hi, girl, How are you doing?
1: Good. Good. Welcome, Good.
0: Welcome to the show and thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having
2: me. Okay, so our first segment is titled Who Inspires You? During the segment, we would like to ask for you to tell us a little bit about who inspires you to get involved in the Iditarod. For example, what made you want to volunteer for the Iditarod?
1: So that kind of dates back to growing up in the sunny uh, climate of California and reading about the far north and exploring the North Pole and exploring by dog team. and, And I had a really bad accident, and I bought myself a Siberian Husky And got very intrigued about the way this dog pulled me around on my walker and crutches while I was recovering. And I moved to Canada, and I got myself three more sled dogs. And then I felt there wasn't enough snow, so I went to Alaska. And I spent my first year living with the Norris family, which are very famous dog sled people. And while I was there, my aspirations were always to run I did a Rod. I was just totally, totally enamored by the race. And the first year up here, I got involved with the pilot program of the drug testing. And um, I just fell in love with it. And, you know, I, I don't particularly enjoy sleeping overnight, I've done some overnight races. And so I found that me, myself, I'm not a candidate for long-distance mushing, but I still love the race, I love the sport, and I continue to follow it.
0: Okay, thank you for sharing. We are going to move on to our question and answer segment.
2: Okay. Our first question is, how long have you been volunteering?
1: Either 28 or 29 years. I'd have to go back. So 1990. 1 to 1992 was the very first year, So, and I've done it every year, with the exception of maybe two years when I left the state to go to school and um, came back and continued to do it every year.
0: Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the P-Team and how you test the dogs?
1: So the P-Team is comprised of volunteers. We all are on a volunteer Um, assignment. And how do we test the dogs? We test the dogs at the start, the restart, all down the trail and at the finish line. And I don't know, for some reason, over the years, we've become quite famous. And all of the, the, we have a big following of people that want to work with the P team. And I, and I, I don't know, it's just kind of a phenomenon. I think maybe it's because we Travel everywhere that the teams travel? I'm not really sure why, but um, apparently we're pretty sought after.
2: Okay, so why does the Addera choose to test the dogs for drugs, and also are the mushers tested?
1: So 28 years ago, um, the mushers requested that we start a drug testing program to keep everybody on the same playing field. And so if you look at competitive sports, Throughout um, the world, there's mandatory drug testing involved for every single sport, practically. I mean, from homing pigeon races to cycling races to dog mushing. And so we started the program back then, and we've been there ever since. And it's nice to know that everybody's on the same level playing field, and you want to just keep things fair.
0: Okay, so what checkpoints or villages have you been to?
1: So this is um, probably better worded, what checkpoints have I not been to? And back in the early days, we were kind of limited where we could go um, due to uh, ability to get into the checkpoints with the small aircraft. And now there really are no checkpoints that we cannot get into. And there are, I think there are no checkpoints that we have not gotten into. So, me personally, I've been to probably all the checkpoints except maybe two or three.
0: Okay. Do you have a favorite checkpoint?
1: I do. It's
2: Rainy Pass. Okay. So, how do you get to the checkpoints?
1: So, we have to fly in a small airplane. Usually, it takes, you know, four people, the pilot, and two or three of the drug testers, all of our gear, and sometimes we have a lot of dogs with us flying around too. The planes don't don't go anywhere empty. They are the Iditarod Air Force and so they are hauling people, dogs, gear, anything everywhere they go. It's quite it's quite the story in itself, just the Iditarod Air Force.
2: Okay. How many people volunteer along with yourself to be on the P team?
1: So I would say start of the race to the finish of the race we probably have upwards in the high 20s because we have a core group of people that we use every year and then we have a another group of people that are year after year come for the start and the restart and then we have um some people that we put in with that core group on the trail that have the experience on the trail so that we um uh feel comfortable with them knowing what they're doing And then we have a group at the end at the finish line which usually is a few extra volunteers. We take people that have been on the trail and we also take a few extra volunteers from Iditarod that are going to be in Nome already. And so it probably ends up being 25-30 people from start to finish.
0: Okay, so what do you enjoy most about volunteering?
1: I would have to say the people in the villages catching up with what's going on over the past year because you don't see them but once a year and catching up with the mushers and some of the dogs you know you you see the mushers year after year and you see their dogs excel and grow and mature and, and then catching up with a lot of the volunteers that return every year that come from all over the world and catching up—it's a—it's a long-term part-time relationship with a lot of people, places, and, and dogs.
2: Okay, so what are some challenges that you that come with testing the dogs?
1: I would say weather is our biggest challenge. Um, you know, Mother Nature—you can't predict Mother Nature. And you know, it used to be back in the '90s that. The race was much longer, and we always, always ran into a really serious winter storm. So I can remember a couple of years back when Kidron and I were um, delayed in the village of Nikolai, and it was was kind of nice because you couldn't do anything about it Mm -hmm. except just kick back and enjoy the village. We stayed in the school, so it was spring break, so the kids weren't in school, and I think at the time there were only six or seven students from kindergarten to high school. And so they gave us the library. We had pretty much the whole school, the gym, the kitchen to cook in. We had that was our house for 5 days until they could get us out. There had been a lot of it had warmed up. It was in the 40s. We had gotten a lot of rain and and they couldn't fly for a couple of days, but the race still went on. The race doesn't stop. But our logistics of getting to where we needed to be ground to a halt and so it's always a challenge you never know what you're going to get for weather and you never know you know how it's going to affect where you need to be and when you need to be there so that's probably our biggest challenge
2: okay so how could drugging the dogs be harmful
1: well so you if you took a look at somebody that um, took a drug let's just say that you know they're they had pain in their, in their joints or whatever. And they took an aspirin every day cause it hurt. And if you were to take a camera down and take a look at their stomach, there's a good chance that, um, you might catch some ulcers or maybe even some bleeding ulcers. So, um, you know, it might make you feel better, but the long term effects are not really that healthy and we're not meant to, to be taking drugs. We're not. And over the long haul, it might help for the moment, but the damage it does to the tissues and the organs over the long haul, it's not good.
0: Okay, so would you say that a high percentage of mushers do not drug their dogs?
1: Yes, I would agree
2: with that. Okay, so our final segment of the show is titled Mount Rushmore. You know Mount Rushmore, right? Uh mm-hmm. huh. So if you were asked to change the faces of Mount Rushmore, honoring the people that have made a huge impact on the Iditarod, who would you include? You can pick mushers, dogs, volunteers, whatever you want.
1: Okay. So I think I would have probably too many to put on that mountain face, number one. And I'd like to do it as a collective thing because there are so many things and people that I can attribute to making the race as successful and and good as it is and you know number one it it starts with the dogs and the good dog care number two it starts with a lot of volunteers let's face it the race isn't going to be able to do what it does today without the help of all the volunteers making it happen and then you have of course way back Joe Reddington and and all the people that started the race and and had their dreams fulfilled and persevered year after year to get it off the ground without even having any prize money to start out with, you know. And and then you've got the mushers and their personalities back in the days of Susan Butcher and Rick Swenson and and Martin Boozer and Martin's just great Public relations for that race. He he just has done a lot for the race. And then you have you know the people that that go back to the teachers on the trail in their classrooms and they speak and they promote and they you know they really educate the world on what's going on with Iditarod. And there's just so many. There's so many people and all the veterinarians that that help us throughout the year. I mean, there's just so many people to to respect in that position.
0: Yeah, so would you like to add anything?
1: Would I like to add anything? Hmm. Well, I think I'll probably keep doing what I'm doing for another 20 years. We'll see.
0: Okay. So thank you for your time and allowing us to talk with you.
1: Well, thank you for calling me. I appreciate being a part of it. Am I speaking with Ella or Kennedy?
2: Um... Both, both right them.
1: now yeah ah okay thank you girls i appreciate you inviting me yep. and if you are it's really if you're up in anchorage and it <laughs> happens to be race time you need to find me okay.
2: okay
0: we will okay okay special thanks to marine chrysler for joining us on our fifth episode tune in next week for our featured guest meredith Mates. special credit to hobo Jim for our theme song the a trail